0: And we're live (laughs) and we're live. Yikes. What's going on, people? What's going on, Rafael? I saw you in the chat. What's going on with your pimp? All right, guys. So um, this is going to be episode number 20 of the Chow Coats podcast. Um, Episode 20. That's kind of crazy. Actually, I didn't even think about that. But today, Ricky is joining me. If you guys don't know Ricky, I'll let her introduce herself because God. her bio is a little extensive from the <laughs> last time I read it. So, Ricky, go ahead and introduce yourself to the channel. Hey guys,
1: how are you guys doing today? My name is Ricky. I am a pre physical therapy student. I know that's like unheard of in this channel, but uh, yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's in kinesiology, minor in computer science uh, this past January. And yeah, I am right now self-taught developer, a front-end developer. I did back-end in college, which we will talk about today. Um, and yeah, trying to get into the world of freelancing for web design development, somewhere along those lines. Mm, um, mm, mm. And I'm also a certified Justin Shao flamethrower. Um <laughs> i like to roast justin here and there you guys probably have seen that if you're in the discord but yeah
0: it's it's actually like tilting sometimes you know (laughs) like it's unbelievable it's actually unbelievable um okay but there we go so yeah ricky's gonna be joining me we're gonna be talking about mainly uh the self-taught versus cs degree debate since me and chris kind of went over it got a little controversial and it's like one of those big debates that a lot of people have in the community um, some people lean more to one side than the other. And then sometimes it can get heated sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it gets a little, it gets a little froggy and yeah. like, I just wanted to talk about it. Obviously I'm going the self-taught route 100%. I didn't go to school at all in regards to computer science or web development for that matter. And Ricky, like you, like Ricky said, she, she went there. She got her minor in it. Um, So she has that experience, but she also has a self-taught experience. So I think Mm -hmm. she'll have a good uh, perspective, I would say, um, in terms of like comparing the both and, you know, being in both of those realms at the same time or at some point in her life, she was in it. So um, for those of you guys who are listening to the podcast after this, this is going to be live. So we can potentially do some Q&A with the live chat and then you will hear that as well so don't get confused if we were talking to people that are not me or ricky (laughs) it is just us talking to the live chat once this thing goes up later on the uh on spotify apple Podcasts, all that stuff so um let's get started so ricky yes computer science degree minor let's Mm -hmm. just get it out the gate let's just let's just since you're a certified flamethrower i'm gonna let you flame or potentially flame (laughs) on uh your cs degree did you did you enjoy it like was it worth it do you feel like now that you're at where you're at right now with uh freelance or what what's up let me know talk to me
1: oh god that's a loaded question was not ready for that one it is Um,
0: it is is. look we straight off the bat we just kind of you know just (laughs) we just gotta hit out strong you feel me
1: all right well If I were to flame my CS degree, I would flame it for being so heavy on math. I mean, I get it, you know, especially with computer science and engineering and everything. Math is so essential. It's a fundamental part of it. And I I get it. At the end of the day, I get it. But also, um, just from like a university perspective, and I know it's very different for for like front end, because I guess for front end, the supplemental courses and classes and things like that would be like design you know, and all that stuff. But for the back end side, it's math. And that I don't even I I don't even know if I can flame it because it flamed me, it like roasted me <laughs> in undergrad. I took linear algebra and I took discrete math, which actually wasn't that bad. Discrete was not that bad, but like linear, it was just a lot. And I think uh computer science in general is a very heavy loaded course, um, major. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know what you would call it, but that department in general is just super heavy loaded um besides you know the typical college scenery of being stuck in like the library for long hours and things like that um there's a lot that people expect out of you just in terms of like standards um and like we're not going to get into the cultural aspect of it that, that's going to be for another podcast but <laughs> you know being a girl in the industry it's another topic for another oh. day
0: Oh, Um, Oh. I didn't know we were going that route. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay.
1: But I mean, at the same time, I'm very lucky to have gone to a college that had a smaller uh, class size. And so we were all pretty close to each other and it was pretty good. But I think in general, if you're going to go the computer science degree route, I think, if anything, it's kind of like a shortcut. Because you do it for four years. I mean, given that you are, you know, doing just computer science. Uh, you do it for four years. And the way my school was like structured after your sophomore year, you're kind of expected to get an internship. It's not like required or anything, but nine times out of 10, people get internships that after their sophomore year. And so you kind of build those skills for the first two years and you get your, your internship. And every summer after that, you have an internship until you graduate and you get a good job. Um, and just for you guys, uh, to know, I went to school in like a Portland, the Portland metro area. Um, so this could be very different depending on where you are at. Um, but you know, Portland had a big kind of like Amazon, <laughs> they had like a big Amazon workforce. I don't know. They were kind of bringing everybody from the computer science, like majors and things into Amazon. Um, it's either Amazon or Nike up there. So, uh, I think the one thing that I would flame it for is just for it being so demanding. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's just college, you know? It's like. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm- like, I, I can't really say anything else other than, like, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not a student. I hate school. I'll just <laughs> say it right now. Like, I don't know if anyone caught on to that, but like, I actually hate school. Um, so you can put me in an English class and I'm going to tell you that it's just a little too much and overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Like, and that's the thing is, I don't have a, a good understanding or like really any, any experience with computer science. So I don't know what that career is like, but from what I'm hearing, especially from you, right? Like I talked to other people
2: mm-hmm. and
0: most of the time they had gone through some sort of education in college, right? Mm -hmm. whether it be computer science or not and the one pattern that I always see is that you're going through courses that you don't need yeah right like Mm -hmm. that boggles my mind that I have to do something that relates nothing to the profession that I'm studying for yeah you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. especially in computer science like would you say that some of those math classes was even worth taking, even if you were working on the back end side of things? Like, was it worth it or was it too extensive? Like, could they have backed it up a little bit?
1: I would say it was definitely extensive. Okay. Um, I mean,
0: math in itself is extensive. You know what I mean? Like, I can barely do barbell math. So, I mean, like, that's (laughs) pretty extensive.
1: I mean, like, discrete math, you know, I can see. I think the problem is just that students don't understand why. Like why why are yeah. we taking these classes? You know, why is it important? And I think, you know, I don't know where that's whether that's like a university thing or like I don't know where that goes wrong. But, you know, in terms of like discrete math, like I understood why you would use discrete math. Like it's, you know, it teaches you like the if then type of, you know, conditional statements and things like that that you do need in code, any code, mm-hmm. front end, back end. Um it really teaches you the logic and the basics, but like linear <laughs> I mean, I understand, you know, like, actually, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't understand what <laughs> I'm here. Um, but that's probably just because I was not, you know, and that's why I decided to take the minor instead of pursue the full major. Yeah. I just was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And what I ended up actually taking my senior year um, is, it's called a human computer interaction or design thinking. So that one is more of like a UI, UX type of class. Oh, uh, okay. So that was why after I graduated, I was like, okay, let's go into front end. Cause I really enjoyed that one. So like we designed an app, we didn't make the app coded it or anything. We designed it. Oh, you just it. designed it. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. Um, and that made sense for me, but like yeah. all the other backend stuff, I was like, no, what
0: is but, this? So is that the only class that you actually had that related to front end?
1: No, I took um, I forgot what it's called, but it taught me like the basic HTML, CSS stuff.
0: Oh, interesting. See, like yeah. my to my understanding was that none of that was even there.
1: Oh, it was, but it wasn't part of computer science as a major. Oh no, I yeah, took yeah, yeah. it as an elective. Um, oh. it was part of like a design major. So there are a lot of people oh. like majoring in like digital. It, would, it wasn't like illustration. I forgot what it was called because they changed all of that over hmm. the years. Um, but it was like more of like a design course where they were in charge of, you know, design elements and the same thing where they design the website, but they don't code it up or anything like that. Um, hmm. So I took an elective just because I was interested in it. Um, and I think that was like the intro class. And then the second class was called actual web design, um, but it was separate from computer science. So
0: interesting
1: right very Mm
0: -hmm. like i i hope because obviously different schools are going to have different curriculums right yeah um i like and i'm not okay with it but it's nice to see that those courses are still there right Mm -hmm. because i honestly felt like javascript html css javascript more i feel like is more in it now but like the html and the css I feel like you just barely see it when you're going to school. And a lot of the people, not a lot of the people, but I will say like some of the people like yourselves or like me mm-hmm. or anybody in the chat really who want to be doing front end, they don't get that. Yeah. Like the, uh, and I get messages all the time from people on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, where it's just like, I'm having to balance my CS degree and also teach myself front end. Cause they're not teaching me that. And that's what I mm-hmm. want to be doing. Yeah. But they're stuck in the CS degree. So it's like, how do I balance my, all my assignments, studying for exams or whatever? Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming CS assignments are not easy. No. <laughs> like from the some of the pictures and some of the things that I've seen, like, oh my God, like that yeah. seems crazy to me. I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. Like uh, Andres on Instagram, mm-hmm. some of the assignments I see him doing, I'm just like, brother, how are you <laughs> How are you balancing Instagram, YouTube, a part-time job? You have a side business on the uh, side business on the side. You got a side <laughs> business, and you have school. Yeah, and that's just not easy. Like, yep, I don't understand it. But you know, I, I I appreciate the hustle that you have to do. But I feel like it's just too much. So it's nice to see that some of those are curriculums are in college. Um. Like electives Mm -hmm. let's say but hopefully and i really do hope that those like start to become part of the actual curriculum um were you were you teaching yourself at all during or were you kind of just like focused on the degree itself
1: no so i so funny story i I actually did track in college i think we've talked about this yeah we talked about this but i was an athlete and that
0: but for those who don't know ricky did track (laughs) So, uh, um, d1 no, but
1: athlete d3 dude d3 if i was a d1 there's no way i would have been able to dive into cs at all
0: Oh, i wouldn't know no, no. <laughs> your life would have been track
1: exactly um but with that just kind of adding on to the point that their their students do a lot um and so for my school it was a liberal arts college so it wasn't like that's the thing i hated about college i think it's just like you know going into it and all of a sudden you have to take like art history or something like, <sighs> like why is this a requirement i took yeah. this in high school what is high school yeah. for you yeah. know um but whatever that's i feel like that's a whole other topic just college in general um but as far as like cs degrees go i think um the thing about it is just a, it, it's just so i don't know there's just such a variety of ways you can go about a cs degree Because there's some schools, like I think Cal Poly, where they're straight engineering, you know, Mm. like you don't get a CS degree and get your master's in software engineering, you go straight into software engineering. Um, And so I feel like there's just such a wide variety of ways to go about the degree um, that it's hard to, I don't know, kind of like find your own, like, you know, what works for you type of thing. You're
0: stuck stuck to the path that they give you.
1: Yeah, but also to your point, you know, like I told you, the, uh, what's it called, like the design major was separate. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thing about college is that, see, okay, now I'm going to conflict, like I'm going to contradict what I'm uh, like, I was going to say earlier, because I was going to say that I think the thing that college brings is Awareness to inter like interdisciplinary, I don't know, values.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: that's I think what I learned from that like design class because the design class wasn't just CS kids. It was like CS majors. We had like psychology majors. Um, I think we had maybe one business major, but it was from a wide variety of majors. But that's so important in a design. If you think about it, you know, like wherever you go and whatever company you work for, you have to think about all these different aspects. It can't just be, you know, from a CS route, it's like, oh, does it work? But from a business route, is it sellable? Mm. And then from a psychology route, it's like, is it appealing to the eye? You know what I mean? So there's like Mm -hmm. these different design aspects that kind of come together. um, And I feel like, I was gonna say that that's like what college brings, but then at the same time, I feel like it doesn't bring that because yeah. for like CS, people are so focused on like, oh, you grind, you grind, you grind because it's so hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the end of it, it's like you didn't have any time to explore all these other interdisciplinary, I don't know, fields and things like that in order to make you like a well-rounded employee, individual, whatever you wanna call it, engineer, yeah, uh, developer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's like, You know like that two sides to a coin type of thing yeah um but yeah i i agree and i disagree i guess
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like that that's the hard thing right because i don't have input on it i don't know i i'm completely uneducated on you know the education system as in terms of like the cs side i have no idea what goes into it. And that's why I want to bring these conversations up because I literally have zero clue. The only thing I go off of is literally my disdain for school. (laughs) And I just I'm just like, look, I I don't think you should go. I hate school. But at the same time, I understand and I wanted to make a video on this, but I should probably do it here too, is Mm -hmm. I should probably put it this at the beginning of the uh, of the recording, but I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying you should drop out. I'm not saying you should um, be self-taught. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy and do what you think is right. It Just because I don't believe in the school system and just because I don't like school and that I'm not a student and I don't think I can be a student, <laughs> and it's not that I don't think I can be, I'm really not, um, doesn't mean that you aren't. And doesn't yeah. mean that you shouldn't right Definitely. like Rick, ricky went because she felt that that was the reason she needed to do it mm-hmm. right but then ultimately you ended up as a self-taught right yeah. after right like but after at the graduation. same
1: time um so here's like the debate right for me uh-huh. i like school um Dude, I'm yeah, getting there's, my. there's there's people <laughs> like you that say that,
0: and I just I
1: don't I I'm don't like, understand dude, it. I'm applying to grad school. I'm getting my doctorate in I feel physical like there's therapy. Like like just some like holy
0: water <laughs> that I gotta like signed up to a call I'm just like come on yeah like, so
1: that's that's the other side of it right is that I I like school but I think for me it's just that I like structure that's how I am as a and
0: person 100% yeah that's that's yeah. what I always say is like some people need that structure mm-hmm. some people need that like stance of okay there's a professor there's my class I'm yeah. gonna listen to what he or she has to say and I'm gonna do the work that's mm-hmm. it right like people need that and people love that I get yeah. it I get it same thing comes with a boot camp. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, if you needed the structure, I always say, look at a boot camp.
1: Mm-hmm. One,
0: you're probably potentially saving an, more money than you would if you went to do, you know, university.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, I like, think, I get it. I get yeah. it. I think my advice for people kind of, like, thinking about, and if there's any listeners, I feel like you have a few that are not even in college yet. Um
0: Yeah. a few
1: younger and then the younger audiences um
0: i I think my advice 12 that are like asking me questions i'm like dude what (laughs) you're 12 don't worry about it right now
1: i know right i was like what was i doing when i was
0: i know like 12 years old i don't even remember
1: um but my advice would just to i mean it, it depends for everybody but if i personally for me if i were to do it over again and this is coming from somebody who you know had gone through both essentially, right? Like, I had done the degree first and then self taught. Um, my advice would be to go to junior college,
0: dude. Like, JC, baby, <laughs> J- dude, I couldn't even make it out of JC. That's all I'm gonna say,
1: <laughs> but that's exactly right. So then now you're here and you realize, like, hey, you know, and you potentially save yourself like thousands and thousands of dollars that I oh, now have in student debt
2: oh, oh, because. 100%
1: you went the JC route and you know, you realize it, but also just in general, like go to JC, knock out those GEs, like every single school, unless it's like a, I I don't even know how Cal Cal Poly is structured. Um, I always use it as an example because I've heard from multiple people that you go in and you have to declare a major.
0: Um, Oh really? You can't go in undeclared? No. And it's, dangerous or
1: i think you have to declare within your first semester or something like that which as an 18 year old how do you expect that's a big decision exactly and so i don't know what the stats are for people in cal poly and who drops out or who actually makes it out but there are those people that they go into college and know exactly what they're going to do and like props to you
0: but me but but the statistic (laughs) on that is that like most people who go in with that always change majors or minors whatever
1: exactly that was me i switched majors five times so
0: yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I would say go to GE route. Like take those rec- like requirements that you you know, like I said, art history, you know, or like yeah. philosophy, whatever. I think those classes are still important. I think in general, I I can see why they would play into like your curriculum and your degree and stuff because like I said, interdisciplinary, trying to be well-rounded, that kind of thing. I understand and I get it. Um not to say that you can't get those experiences somewhere else, but like I said, I understand and I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, take those requirements, knock them out of the way, like for JC, save yourself some money. And then once you sit down and you realize like, hey, I actually really want to be a developer. I actually want to be, you know, a CS, like I, I want to go into computer science or I want to go into cybersecurity. There's like data science now, you mm-hmm. know, Um, then yeah, then go ahead and do that. And you're only in school for another two years.
0: Yeah. And then so let me clarify this and then I'll go into a little bit of a, like small bit of story time for me because I don't think okay. I touched on this a little bit. Sure. But so for the international side of people that are watching or listening, JC, JUCO, Community College, whatever you want to call it. There's different terms here that we call it in the U.S. Um, it's pretty much like I don't know how else to really describe it, but it's like it's a step underneath university where you only go for like what, two years? Mm -hmm. And you kind of like, you can decide on what kind of major you want to go to. And then from there, after your two years, you then transfer to a four-year and finish your degree off there and get your bachelor's or pursue a uh, master's or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The caveats, not the caveats, but the nice nuances that I found for me for JUCO was I didn't have to take my SATs. I don't know what that equivalent is in any other school system, like abroad, but for the SATs, like... I'm pretty sure you had to take it in order to get into universities. Um mm-hmm. if you went out of high school and you didn't want to take it like me, I re- completely refused to take it. Um, you can just go ju- uh the Juco route and sign up and then you don't have to take it. Yeah. Um, so I was like all about that. Everybody was studying for SATs and I was like do like,
1: yeah, dude, <laughs> I studied abroad in England and that blew my mind. Their bachelor's is three years.
0: What? and like but they also are their school system is weird though like in my opinion <laughs> like they have like uh it's like a levels or something and yeah. like you have you have to you get certifications yeah instead of instead of degrees which that part i actually think is a lot better because you actually get certified for the things that you want mm-hmm. but i don't know what uh, like what else that entails <laughs> like yeah, there's a know.
1: lot, a lot that go, kind of like, it's just it's very different. Like I went my senior, my last year, my last semester of senior year went to England, just said, screw it. I <laughs> and mean. I actually came back early to walk and graduate. Um, but it was so funny because I was like an extra year in school. And so everybody was like, you know, all the seniors, seniors that I was in school with, they're technically juniors. <laughs> It was just like, why are you in school for an extra year and all this other stuff? And yeah, there we can talk about that another time because their entire system is, like you said, very different.
0: Yeah, very um, different. Maybe I should get someone from the UK to come in and just like explain that because, <laughs> you that shit is like rocket science. I'm just yeah. like, yo, what are we talking about right now? Yeah. Um, But go, so going back to that whole JUCO thing. Um, So speaking of majors and declaring initially and then changing later on eventually i actually went in to community college do you you know mission college yeah west valley so that's where Mm -hmm. i went um they're both sister schools so the the, they run off the same system Mm -hmm. different campuses but um i went in to west valley slash mission with a initial uh nutritionist slash uh dietician major so that's that was the route that i wanted to go interesting i had no intentions (laughs) of i at the time i was not pursuing code at all i didn't know about computer science i didn't look into that degree route i was all about nutrition like sports science um like just human performance in general so that's what i want to go into and i think the nice thing about the whole Juco route was as I was going through it and failing almost every class, um, except for English and <laughs> psychology. Um, I, I appreciated that. I wasn't stuck to, you know, like a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I declared it, I wasn't really subject to anything. Like I could just drop whenever. Um, so that was kind of the thing was like, as I was going through and as I was trying to figure myself out, I, I really figured out that school was not it. Yeah. Like I was not about that. Um, it And that's like the cool thing about JUCO was mm-hmm. you save money. I barely paid anything, right? Yeah. Like comparatively to a, uh, to a university, I barely paid anything. The more expensive part was the books. Yeah. Right? And I think putting yourself in an environment where this is what I'm trying to say is figuring out what it is you actually want to be doing with your life. Mm -hmm. And, And I, I, I hate that people, like you said, go have to go into a place like Cal Poly. And it's a great university, right? Like renowned place, very well known. But the fact that you have to go in, quote unquote, knowing what it is you want to be doing for the rest of your life yeah. at what 18 exactly <laughs> you're 18 years old yeah and in this space in the coding space right you see people at 50 60 mm-hmm. 40 35 28 all making a switch over to coding yeah like and that's the one other thing i want to t- talk to or touch on as well but not right now like just very lightly is that you can always switch to this whenever you want yeah and that's the beauty of being able to self-teach yourself in this industry right and like, i think uh go ahead to
1: your point i think you could do that with anything uh, just like on the uh,
2: on the other side though uh,
1: You don't think so okay uh, so here's where the debate is happening here uh, we go <laughs> self-teaching yourself in anything um no 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 not self-teaching just uh making the
0: switch oh oh okay yeah. okay, okay okay i thought we yeah. were talking about self-teaching i'm like you go self-teach yeah. yourself how to be a doctor okay <laughs> no 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 there's there's a reason mm, why those have certifications on grapes and shit in your no. house
1: yeah no there's a reason why there's board exams and stuff yeah for that but yeah, in terms yeah. of just like switching mm-hmm. uh yeah and i interrupted you so go ahead and
0: no i don't i lost my train point. of thought
1: Okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I will get. But
1: I will say because there might be listeners who are already in college, and I don't want them to feel like, oh crap, well I'm already in it. Do I drop out? Like, no, 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 no. Um, if it's for you, it's for you, and that's okay. And I think my right. biggest advice, because like, right, like I, like I said, I switched majors five times, and like I. <laughs> The Admissions not admissions the counseling department probably hated me because I put in almost every single semester I put in a declaration like a new change my major type of declaration I went and I was gonna make a video about this Um, but I went from I went in as a bio major because I was like, oh I want to be a like a pediatrician and like all these other things wanted to work with kids realized I didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. um, and so I switched into exercise science or kinesiology uh, which ended up being my actual degree. But I during that, I also switched into business. Um, and then I realized I was like, I don't really want to go to school for business because I could just learn teach it. myself all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I switched into design. And um, no, it wasn't design. It was film. I believe it was film. Oh,
0: hell yeah. I was in yeah, film so- in high school. That was so dope.
1: Yeah, me too. So I was like, hey, I really like this. I really enjoy it. I was like at the peak of me, like just loving creating videos and things like that. Um, so I switched into film trying to find, I don't know, I guess my passion in it again. Um, and then I switched out into computer science. Um, because I think I was just trying to chase that, like, I don't know what it was, but I think I was just really scared to switch into computer science. So I finally bit the bullet and did it. Um, And also took a bit of a background, like in high school, I took uh, like a Java course and completely fell in love. That was my very first language that I ever learned was Java. I guess minus HTML, CSS from MySpace. Um, But, you know. I
0: missed (laughs) missed that phase.
1: Oh, my gosh. You would have loved it. I missed that You would have loved it. But, yeah. So I took Java in high school, fell in love, went to college, switched into computer science. And then I was in it for a little bit. And then I was going to do computer science, kines minor. Um, because I had already done Kinece like pretty much halfway through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then I took a a human development, no, it's not human, it's a motor control class, like a motor learning control class.
0: Like robotics. I fell in
1: love with that, huh?
0: Like is that robotics?
1: No, no, for uh for kinece.
0: Oh, oh, oh understood, Yeah. Understood. yeah. Understood. So
1: I fell in like I just realized I completely really love that. And I was talking to my counselor and he was like, well, you're going to be in school for six years. If you mm-hmm. decide if you continue doing the the minor or I'm sorry, the uh, CS major or a double major. And I was like, dude, no, I'm not trying to be here for six years. Yeah. And I completed in four and a half. Oh, but that extra yeah. half was because I took it abroad. And that was just I have no regrets of studying abroad. Um, but anyways, so I switched out of computer science, got that <laughs> as a minor. And now here we are. I have a kines degree. But to my point, long way of saying, if you are in college and you are kind of scrambling and thinking of, you know, you're listening to Justin, and he, you think he's telling you to drop out, um, don't do not do that. I would say the first two years, focus on getting, if you really don't know what you want to do, or you don't know if code is for you, take it slow. Uh, four years goes by fast, especially in college, but it's also a long time, um, and you develop from 18 to 21 <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or 20, you know, 22, 23, however long you finish school, um, you develop a lot and you learn a lot more about yourself. And so I would say, finish your GEs, like all the classes you don't want to take, um, save that. Don't save it for last. A lot of people save it for last. They're like, oh, I want my senior year to be the easiest year. But I'm like, no, make your first two years the easier years because you really don't know what you want yet. Or if, yeah. if you don't, know, you don't. So I would say do that and then take a few classes here and there take enough to kind of be on track with your major um and then you have some room to switch out if you want to switch out um and i would say be a hundred percent honest with yourself
0: that's i think that's exactly where people, what i was going to touch on
1: yeah that's i think that's where people go wrong is they like go into it like like i said i, I wanted to go get my md and i realized like it's just a, the money is appealing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh working with kids is appealing but at the end mm-hmm. of the day like I, I don't want to do this, you yeah. know, I was like, I, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to go into school for another eight years, do my residencies and all that stuff. And so, you know, and similar to that point, I didn't want to be a computer, like, I didn't want to be a software engineer, at least not right now, or at the mm-hmm. time, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't like the back end stuff. It was, it was hard. I was like, I don't like <laughs> this. Like, even my, uh, my counselor, he even sat down with me and was like, I know you have the brain power to do this, but do you want to?
0: Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Yeah. That's the big like, thing. Is are you like, doing no. this because of the money? Are you doing mm-hmm. this because it looks good and yeah. it pays well or are you actually doing this cuz you want it? And, like that's a exactly. big question. And I was like that's the other thing I want to talk about. There's two things actually. Um one is like Ricky touched on this too. No matter what we say Right. There's so many of us in, in the community where, you know, we have differing opinions. Um, I know Danny Thompson, who's in here, um, has his opinion on this. I have mine. Christian has his, you know, you have yours, everyone has theirs. Right. And you have so many differing opinions that you can listen to. There are some similarities in our opinions, but ultimately there are ours. Right. Don't, you can use them as guidelines, you can use it as some advice but don't take it as the ultimate answer and that's what i hate when people do is that you know my opinion is now their answer and i disagree with that yeah like my opinion is my opinion Mm -hmm. you you need to be your own person and and kind of understand yourself because me you danny chris whoever else in the community doesn't know you personally right they don't know how Mm -hmm. you think they don't know your tendencies they don't know what you like or dislike Okay, so if you feel that you need to drop out or you feel like you need to switch your major because computer science isn't for you, Mm -hmm. you're the only one that can really answer that question. Yep, me, Ricky, Danny, Chris, doesn't matter, whoever, right? Anyone on Twitter, anyone on Instagram, we're going to say all these things. I will always preach my disdain for school, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that because I do, that means you now hate school. Yeah. Right. Like you need to make your decisions on your own. Use these all as like, again, like I said, guidelines, Mm -hmm. you know, like kind of take in that perspective. Right. Use different perspectives to kind of guide you in that route. But at the end of the day, if you are unhappy in a computer science degree, make a decision. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't make that decision because, oh, Justin doesn't like school. Oh, I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. Today, absolutely. Who 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 do I go see? I, I don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> like I'm done I with this. I'm gonna go self-taught because Justin's doing it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Justin, what what pro what, what what laptop you got? Where do you live? Oh my like, god. you know what I mean? Like, there <laughs> are you people though. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree.
0: They adopt like other people's lives and they're not living their own. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. That's shit! Someone college. clip that. Someone clip it. <laughs> someone clip it um but like again be your own person that's something you got to learn is mm-hmm. like being your own person so like that's one thing um damn i just want to like a whole ass like here we go he's like, talking kind of thing and he's i, I kind of just forgot Some my second music. point yo where my where's my choir at like <laughs> i need to get a soundboard with a choir you need to to just, edit like, it in. in that um but what was the like? There was another thing I really, really wanted to touch on too. Was, damn, what were we talking about?
1: Being your own person.
0: And before that, you were going on some, and it, it kind of just like I should have wrote it down. I should have wrote it down.
1: Mitching majors.
0: Uh, um.
1: If you don't think about it, it'll come to you. Like, trust me. We're gonna start yeah, talking about something else. It'll, it'll come it to come me.
0: Back. It'll come to me at the worst um, time though. Like we're about to like we're about to <laughs> cut the podcast. I'm like, oh wait, 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 don't everyone don't leave. Um. um but yeah, like that's that's just like kind of the one main thing is being your own person. I think that's one mm-hmm. big, big takeaway when it comes to this conversation slash debate slash argument slash whatever it is, right? This is going to be and continue to be for a very long time. The conversation that runs around in this community is what do I do? Yeah. Right? Like, do I go computer science? Do I go self-taught do i go this or that and it's hard because like some people do want to pursue a degree but it's so expensive like it's not something that we could say you know you got to test it out you got to play around with it but like some Mm -hmm. people just don't have the buying power for that
1: well that's the thing too that i feel like is a very important question to ask yourself is what are you afraid of yeah or what what is the reason you're not doing something
0: mm, mm-hmm. um
1: my dog's barking i don't know if you guys know you're guy. good
0: you're good you're good <laughs> I was like makes, oh god it makes it more real just keep going it's
1: <laughs> like the freaking mailman's here but anyway um Damn i think it. that's the question you gotta ask yourself because for me and this is where i feel like my story is very unique because you know like i feel like the stuff that i went through is very transferable to like I don't know, I guess like CS. So like just the fact that I switched out of kines and then switched back, that might happen to you as a CS mind or major or Mm -hmm. whatever you're in, you know, engineering. Um, And that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. for me, the thing that really helped me kind of decide if I want to pursue physical therapy or pursue software engineering is changing my mentality from if this, not that to Mm. if this than that Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm.
1: you know to my point
0: oh i I
1: might (laughs) you got the choir we need the choir in the back oh Um, my god that's what we should
0: call it keep going
1: (laughs) but to my point like you know i you're gonna make me lose my train of thought but (laughs) no you're all good um but yeah i think just switching that mentality and it it made me realize that just because i'm in something right now it doesn't mean i am you know, rejecting this other thing that I really, really, really want. It just mm-hmm. means that there's maybe another time and place for it. And so, mm-hmm. who knows? My mentality going into physical therapy school is that I do, for, like, I do really believe that there is something in the middle of sports science or whatever physical therapy realm I'm gonna get into and tech. That for some reason, I was brought into this universe with the brain power to like both. And I feel like there's really something in the industry for me. And so, Who knows, maybe I go into physical therapy and, you know, I run my own clinic for a few years and then I realize, hey, there's this type of technology that we really, really need. And then I go into software engineering and then I bring it into the industry. So, you know, like, I don't, I just, the thing is, I don't want people to limit themselves. That is the (laughs) overall, I think, message with that. It's just don't limit yourself. Just because you're doing something now doesn't mean you're going to be stuck. My mom is 49 and she just did a career switch after 10 years.
0: yeah <laughs> um, no and i agree and it, yeah. to add on to that it's it's being open-minded about that right oh, yeah. i feel like again it's it's exactly what you touched on is people feel like there's only one route and there isn't mm-hmm. like you're preaching on them right like like part of the gospel today man jesus christ is today sunday <laughs> like <laughs> someone, like is today's <laughs> Jesus, the Lord is shining down on us. I think but today's
1: Wednesday. I was like, Wednesday's a new Sunday. I know, we're Sunday. in the middle of it. I'm
0: like, God, oh, damn, okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, why Why limit yourself? Why? Mm-hmm. It's a, it, You can make the same argument, um, it, like, good analogy, right? Why limit yourself to one technology when you're learning code? Why limit yourself to, you know, these things when you can learn so many other things? Mm-hmm and that's the thing is don't cap yourself on the opportunities or the experiences that you can have it's you trying things out it's you playing around with things experimenting and that's part of figuring yourself out
1: yeah it's absolutely. Like,
0: you're never gonna know unless you do it mm-hmm. right yeah. like i none of us would have never ever known that this whole youtube thing could be a thing if we hadn't done it and i know we've talked about this before um oh yeah off off stream uh mm-hmm. especially with chris was you we had friends that told us we couldn't do it
1: oh i have people tell me that all the time and i was on time. youtube before anybody was on
0: youtube all the time i'm sure danny got the same thing i know i see him in the chat right yeah. all of us who are doing our things right now and i'm not saying you know anyone else in the chat isn't doing their thing you're all doing your thing but mm-hmm. should you or would you have listened to those outside opinions telling you, even in family, dude, that's like the crazy thing is like oh, what God. family tells you. We're right, we're
1: going into that.
0: <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, no, back up, back up, back up, back up. We those those are those are uh, murky waters. But like, but that's like for it's for real though. Yeah,
1: it's no, like I, why I, I, absolutely, and it,
0: it touches on the point of being your own person. Yeah, two is mm-hmm. why listen to those outside opinions when it's something you want to do. Exactly. Why are you doing it to conform to outside opinions or your family's thought of what you should be doing? And I like, think
1: all in all, this is like an identity thing, right? Oh, so 100%. like, so the thing that helped me learn kind of like how to navigate through life and stuff like that. And I'm like, we're both we're both young. I think we're both 24. Like, sometimes 24, I sit down and I'm like
0: 24 in February.
1: You're 23.
0: We've talked about this. Oh, yes. God, I
1: keep forgetting.
0: But okay. <laughs> Here's the thing that's gonna piss me off now. You're 24, I'm 23, and then all of a sudden I'm like a baby now.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah. I hate, I hate when that happens. Chad, I know what you I know I know what you know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I, I'm like if-
0: saying you too young, but she's like three months ahead. Like, nah.
1: <laughs> if we if we bring Chris into this, then then we'll hear it. <laughs> oh.
0: Chris is gonna be like, oh,
1: back in my day. <laughs> But um
0: 10 years older come on get out of here nah,
1: so I, I think the thing is and like and i bring the age thing just because a lot of people and i just want to you know put some respect in the people that have been in the industry for years and years and years and it's like not to cancel the stuff that they have done like what they have gone through but just based off of like what i've gone through and i feel like you can really attest to this too a little bit um i think for me, I got stuck on the identity of being someone or being something versus doing the thing. So for like as an athlete, I got stuck on being a pole vaulter, being a track and field athlete mm. instead of I'm, I'm Ricky and I do track.
0: Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, and so in yes, the same yes. way,
1: like I feel like that's the thing about college, and that's the thing about like majors and careers, is that we need the choir. We need the choir. Wait, where, the <laughs> where are my
0: shoes at? Where are my shoes? That's like the voice. I'm throwing my shoe. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so respect. you know, like I feel like a lot of people get stuck on like I am a CS major, I am an engineer, I am X, yeah. Y, and Z, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. You are your own person. Yeah, and you're doing this yeah. thing right now in the season of your lifetime. But what I will preach and what I will I will die on this hill the thing that you should be is a lifelong learner
2: like mm. 100%. a hundred percent <laughs>
1: yeah i mean you know you're not like a traditional student in a sense yeah. where you're in school and stuff but you learn from your mentors you learn from mm-hmm. you know chris and kyle and whoever else you're learning from and same here with me right like in this conversation you and i are learning a little bit more about our experiences and this is why you started this podcast and stuff like that um but i kind of wanted to just like put that out there because I, you know, I know there's people out there who are, I don't know, a little bit older and times have changed. And I just want you guys to know that, like, like I said, overall message, do not limit yourself. Yeah. It is okay if you're going to switch your career. And I know it's hard and there's tough decisions to be made, especially if you have a family and, you know, I, I get it. You know, it's not, it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, you can always do it.
0: Yeah. And like, the, it's crazy to think about because it's like, I I knew that this was a problem um, yeah. back when I first, uh, not when I first started, I would say maybe like a year or two in, in a starting CrossFit. And this will loop back into what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. CrossFit is its own thing. And as soon as I say CrossFit, right? For those of the people in the chat who do know or anyone listening who knows, you immediately have an image of what an athlete looks like doing crossfit
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's the same thing that goes around with software engineering or coders you instantly have an idea of what that person looks like and is doing and what their life already looks like mm-hmm. and the problem not specifically in the crossfit scene but that's what i've come to know because i know people and it it kind of affected me in that way early on and i figured it out so i nipped it in the bud but it's like you now identify with crossfit if yeah. you let it consume you right I am not, like you said, I am not Justin anymore. I am mm-hmm. a CrossFit athlete. Yeah. And I let that like consume me because then I started conforming to a CrossFit athlete's lifestyle. I felt like I had to be doing these movements and these kinds of workouts, working out twice a day, having double sessions, eating these certain foods when it's not me. I can't be doing double days because like my body will not allow that but mm-hmm. I'm pushing myself because I feel like I have to in order to maintain this image of what a CrossFit, CrossFit athlete looks like.
1: Yeah,
0: It's the same thing with coding. You feel like you have to be coding every day, eight hours a day, nonstop, <laughs> no breaks, only for the bathroom, barely eating, coffee all the time, right? Like you have a predisposed image of what a software engineer yeah, or- Yeah, it's like
1: an aesthetic.
0: 100 percent but like you conform, when you conform to that image that's when it mm-hmm. becomes an issue because you're not your own unique person no more like you're conforming to this stereotypical person or the stigma of what a coder is and mm-hmm. it's like that's not how that works buddy like <laughs> like figure out what it is you want to be doing yeah. figure out what it is you want to be building figure it out what it is you want to be learning
2: Mm -hmm. how you want to
0: learn it what route you want to take to do it what kind of people you want to surround yourself with and be you as a coder not the coder being you
2: yeah
1: definitely right and i think like people need to remember that there is space for you
0: oh 100
1: like like, for me that's the thing i bring to the table in terms of like applications for grad school and like physical therapy school most people statistically just when you see their application you think high gpa is like 3839 Um, you know, they minored in like psychology or business or something that would quote unquote benefit the field. Um, and I put out a poll like a few, maybe months ago asking people like, have you ever met somebody that pursued kinesiology and computer science, um, in some way, shape or form, like any kind of computer science, you know, it's basic from the basic code to the, your software engineer type of thing. Mm -hmm. And nobody's like a hundred, a hundred percent people. And like, a hundred percent of the people, and there were maybe like forty two, forty-five people that, you know, commented on that or answered that poll. All of them said no. And I'm like, yo, I am one in like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, that was a, like hard for me to accept for a while because I had trouble finding my people.
0: Yeah. But and that's it's a, just the that's community the other aspect. Thing. Yeah. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. It's like you can you can feel weird in that space because you're not the norm.
1: Yeah, but that's something to embrace.
0: No, 100%. And, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. You're your own unique person now. <laughs> exactly. Like, why? Because more more often than not, people would say, if they were combining kinesiology with computer science, they'd be like, ah, these don't mesh well. Like, yeah. it's one or the other. I got to pick one or the other. But it's like, no, no, if you like both, do what you did and do it.
1: Exactly. Because you
0: felt like that was what you needed to do and what was going to make you happy. So. Mm-hmm throw out that like conventional thinking of it's one way or the highway yeah right like it's not it's not that it's you know if i want to combine computer science and um physical therapy or you know human performance or whatever it is there is room for that yeah like you can't cap that like there would be no creativity if someone capped on that
1: oh there would be no steve jobs there would be none of that no uh like Elon you Musk. can't be
0: i think the, the the main thing that like we we could touch on there as well is like you can't be afraid of going against the grain
1: oh yeah you
0: it's know gonna, what gonna mean? be tough yeah
1: <laughs> for sure
0: it'll but- it's gonna be so tough yeah for you if you are so afraid of going against the grain getting out of your comfort zone and i say this all the time and i said this in the video that came out today was you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable
1: oh yeah 100 percent.
0: like if you're not then you're gonna stick to this image of okay go a computer science degree let me do this for four years let me get an internship. let me get a mm-hmm. job i'm gonna work at that job i don't know if i'm gonna like it but yeah. it's gonna pay really well and i'm just gonna sit on my <laughs> computer all day and code and I don't know what I'm building, but I know how to do it. I, they just tell me to do it. and I do it. Exactly. and You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no. And it's go the same thing for what?
1: like physical therapy, right? Like, yeah. that's the thing. That's the beauty of the Instagram community, at least that I have found in terms of physical therapy is that a lot of the people over there aren't just about PT. They, you know, that's what they do and that's what they preach. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that's what they're going to talk about because that's their career and that's fine. But there's also the other part that, you know, they, they like to do, like they like to game. They like to. I don't know, DIY, whatever it may be. All yeah. of a And, you know, and that's okay. And that's important because at the end of the day, you're gonna do what you wanna do. And I feel like a lot of us in the, I don't know, in the community and at least our community, our main goal is really to help people and to serve people. Um, but with that, you just have to remember that it is very important to find and do what feeds your soul. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because if you're pouring, you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're you're pouring too much into somebody else's and yours is empty, you're going to, all that fulfillment you had felt in the beginning of doing your thing, it, it's going to drain out real quick.
0: Oh, so, 100%. And that's like, burn, that's, and I saw someone fire. say in the chat, but it's burnout.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. That was it's, literally my senior project. Yeah.
0: It's burnout. It's imposter syndrome. It's yeah. all the negative connotations that come with being on this journey. But it's the, it, it is the most educational part of it. Yeah. Is like, you can't be afraid to go through that because if you're not going through them, like, what are you doing?
1: Exactly. You
0: know what I mean? Like, yeah. God. So, and the thing
1: is too, if yeah. you do your thing, uh, your people will come. So mm. I'm very small on, like, Instagram and stuff and even YouTube. I'm still, you know, starting out and things like that. But the more I put myself out there and the more I really – the more I embrace the fact that I am both a coder and, I don't know, a kinesiologist, um, the more, like, people gravitated towards it. And it was either one or the other. Like, I think I'd asked you before, if you weren't doing code, what would you have done? And you said, like, sports science. Funny enough, I'd asked the same – like, I'd asked similar people if you weren't doing, like, exercise science, kinesiology, sports science, what would you do? And they said code or something tech related. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, you see how this is connected. And then um, I had some like two people um, come into my DMs and just say like, hey, I'm a kinesiology major and I'm minoring in computer science and I found your page, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, that is so dope. Like two people out of the 1500, however many people that are following me or that I've connected with. And I just think that's so cool. Um, and it's so affirming that there are people out there. Um, and that's why it's so important for you to kind of just like do your own thing, share your story. Um, and yeah.
0: That to touch on that is like, I think that's the one thing that I love about this community that we're in and the community that we're creating on the discord as well, is that there are people that are in the same boat as us. We've had previous interests and not to say that we've thrown them out the, out the the gate, you know what I mean? Like we're not letting go of that, but ultimately at the end of the day, we've ended up in the same spot where code is now bringing us together or this common interest of learning a skill, Mm -hmm. whether it be code or not, is um, what kind of connects all of us. And to make that journey and that process transparent is I think what the goal is, right? Like we're all on our own special journeys. And like for me, same thing for you, right? Like if it wasn't PT or if it wasn't... um, you know, any of those physical sciences, it's code for you, right? And it's the same thing for me. If it wasn't code, it'd be that, or like I came from IT, still in tech, but it's completely different, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm working on very, very opposite things when it comes to IT to now software development or web development, right? Um, And I know that a lot of people who follow me or who watch me at least, resonate with that because there's so many people in the it industry that i can tell you felt the same way that i felt a year ago Mm -hmm. where it was just like oh dude this is crazy i'm doing what now yeah you know what i mean and uh, people in the chat or whoever's listening to the podcast can maybe uh, like attest and agree to this it's dude it work sucks you know what i mean like it is It can be fulfilling for maybe the first couple months you start your job. But then when you start getting the people that are just the the worst, (laughs) the worst, man, like, yeah, they get to you. And like, for me, it was the respect factor. Like, I was just Mm -hmm. that guy in the corner of the office who fixed your stuff. Oh, and that was it. there was no thank you. There was Mm -hmm. no good job. There was none of that. And it was just like, I don't think this is fulfilling. Yeah. Like I need to go do something else. And I think that's why we all come into one singular position and spot and in the community where it's like, we need something fulfilling and we need something where we can kind of flex that creative side, flex Mm -hmm. that problem solving, flex whatever it is. And like all come together and help each other with that. And know everyone's journey at the end of the day resonates and it's 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 something to see it's something cool to watch and like Mm -hmm. to see you know it's not just it right it's it pt business lawyer doctor whatever it is to see all these people's different stories to now come back into the middle and all reach for one common thing yeah is kind of cool right like that's that's the thing for me is like seeing that and being able to it's all about community community <laughs> spread the knowledge spread value spread and just like help people there's so many people that that follow us it's like that are so confused as to what they should be doing or how they should be doing something and i like my message and my goal was like it's changed since i've started yeah but it's like now on my Twitter bio, I changed it, right? Like it's making this whole journey transparent, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a traditional route. Like when yeah. you go for your front end role or you go and apply for a job, you are not a conventional candidate.
1: Oh yeah,
2: 100%. Right? Like,
0: and I'm speaking in the self-taught route. If you went computer science degree, that's completely different, you're conventional. And <laughs> you know, you should be ashamed. No, i was kidding. Uh, <laughs> here we go here he is yeah look i couldn't let us go like 20 ish minutes without talking shit so i kind of had to bring it back but like right it's it's unconventional and like it's hard to navigate if you don't know what you're doing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know what i mean like it's it it can be hard to navigate it can be very very nerve-wracking you can get in your head about it
1: for a cs degree or
0: for 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 unconventional I was gonna
1: say, because for for conventional, I think it's the same
0: thing. Like ah, I feel like you get... have I feel like you have a way more how do I say this? You are essentially guided through that process a lot easier mm-hmm. because of the um the connections you're given outright and just like upfront.
1: Yeah, but I think as soon as you get into it, you quickly realize that without somebody there holding your hand and telling you what to do, you ultimately don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's definitely people that have gone through the degree and then they go into a job. Three years later, they're like, holy cow, nobody taught me how to be happy in this job. Yeah. You know, it's like somebody told me how to sit down and write code or do the technical thing, but nobody told me, you know, outside of school. And I think that's ultimately like, that's the con of school, right? Is that you get stuck in this identity, again, identity thing, that Mm -hmm. you're a student and then you get out and then you're like, oh shoot, you know, like now I gotta pay rent and pay student loans and all these other things that I gotta do now as an adult, plus try to navigate through figuring out who the heck I am without school. and I feel like there's there's people like go get their masters and their PhD up until they don't leave school <laughs> because
2: yeah and
1: I mean if that's for you that's what you want to do like you know by all means go do yeah. it
2: uh, yeah. but
1: there's there's people that get stuck in it because that's what's comfortable um, yeah. and I mean I don't know what our school system is gonna look like ten years from even a year from now with all this COVID nineteen stuff mm-hmm. um, and everything being distance learning. You know, uh, but I think that's that's what ends up happening. The conventional route is that you kind of you get stuck in this. I, I think it just also might be with the times, but you get stuck with the traditional, you know, resume builder, you know, portfolio builder type of way. And then you get out there and then all of a sudden these companies want more and you're like, what well, more do I do? <clears throat> this is all that school taught me. Yeah. Um, I think from I and I learned that from going through my physical therapy stuff because i'm unconventional so in that realm i'm very unconventional i guess in both i'm kind of unconventional um but in that realm very unconventional you know a lot of people the traditional route they go into undergrad with you know declare the kinesiology whatever health science whatever it may be finish the prereqs done in four years get into school but for me i'm like i'm taking a gap year plus i'm doing the coding stuff Mm -hmm. um but you know i also i don't have the best gpa my gpa i'm gonna be very transparent it's like 3.2 and a lot of candidates, especially when you, (laughs) okay, but like when you, given the pool, especially I want to go to UCSF and UCSF is a very competitive school. Mm. Um, and there's schools out there like Sac State and all these other schools that like, they don't even look at the rest of your application if it doesn't say 3.7 or up GPA. And that's Mm. like, you know, and it's like, how can I bring what other things I have to the table if you're not even going to hear me out? Yeah. Um, but I think like, that's what that path taught me is that you're going into these industries, like you have, and just circling back, like everything is going to the same thing of just being yourself. Cause you're going yeah. into these industries as your person mm-hmm. doing the thing. Yeah. And I feel like ultimately that's what everybody needs to like, if you're not on that train yet, you got to hop on it because there's a million people. Like I always say this, right? There's a million day in the life videos on YouTube. But the thing oh, that... Take
0: it, take it easy. <laughs> I'm part of that. I'm part of that. Uh, no, okay, okay, hear me
1: out. Hear me out. There's a million day in live videos on YouTube, but there's only one you. And mm. ultimately, that's what brings people like, however many people are in this. Uh, there's 63 people watching our stream right now, you know? And so... Mm. That's ultimately what it is. It's the same thing when you go into trying to look for a job. You got to figure out what makes you you, because it's not your degree. It's not your experience. It's not X, Y, and Z that's on a piece of paper that's going to get you that job. It's going to get you your dream job. It's who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, If you're personable, um, if you're a people person, if you're not a people person and you just want to sit and code and not talk to people for eight hours there's space for that there you can do that that's okay um mm. but you gotta learn how to embrace it and just you know be okay with that so yeah. where's the choir
0: <laughs> <sighs> I, i'm telling you i need that soundboard i need that soundboard because that like dude, i have to go back through all of this and just clip like some of this i stuff. know because <laughs> it's just, like some of it is just like, really good um but i
1: will give a quick shout out to Taryn though
0: yeah um, I, I i see him uh <laughs> I see him desperately asking for attention. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I see him. If For those that don't know, and I'm going to give Taryn a, a quick shout out. Taryn is actually a mutual friend of both of ours. I went to middle school with that fool. Um, and Ricky went to high school with him. Yeah. And we come to find out when after me and Ricky had met and talked for a little bit. Uh, I don't even remember yeah. what happened. Um, but was it you that brought up that Taryn knew us or t- knew me?
1: I think I asked him if he knew you at some, it was like a CrossFit thing. I thought you guys knew each other because of CrossFit. Mm. Um, And then it wasn't, I think you guys know each other because of school and that's when he was like, hey, you know, I went to middle, I was like, I met, he was like, how do you know him? I'm like, how do you know him? And then I went to you and it's the same thing. And so it's pretty funny. Same
0: story. Yeah. yeah. So Funny how the world works. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, And and to even think that Taryn is now uh, a software engineer too. Yeah. Oh, that
1: guy. Okay. I give major props because Taryn was in my, oh my God, every single year, freshman year of high school, he was just sitting in my Spanish class every (laughs) single year. He was in my Spanish class. And I think junior year, um, he was also in my coding class. And he was one of the very, I was two out of 30 people, two girls out of 30 guys, um, or two girls out thirty guys, but there's two of us girls, and there are thirty guys in that class uh, for Java. And uh, he and a few other people were very good about making sure I wasn't like outcasted or anything. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like that they had to like go out of their way to make me feel outcasted. You know, they were just being good people. You know, but there, you know, I've had that experience of people like shunning me or like thinking differently of me because one, I'm an athlete, two, I'm a girl of like, "Oh, why are you in here in the computer science lab? Are you taking an intro course?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, "No, dude, I'm taking a 300-level course. Like, <laughs> I'm in the major." How about yeah. you go check the syllabus yeah. um or like whatever list they have of students. But anyways, um yeah, there's just wanted to give him a shout out for that because we need that in the industry. Looping it back around to our podcast and stuff like, you know, like like you said, you know, like when you think of somebody, you immediately think of like an image of who they are in the, in your head and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But people surprise you there's a yeah. lot of people don't think like I game on like maybe some people don't think you do CrossFit or whatever it may be. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. You know. So like, yeah, that's the 100% don't judge by don't judge someone by their image or their cover. Um, But to, to, to tackle something and just to let me disclaim this. Okay. I know he's I know he's joking around with me and I, I know he's not like for real for real. Um, but I know some people might take it seriously yeah. is um, Taryn brought up a point where it's like, I'm crying right now. Cause he called me conventional and, <laughs> you know, I know he's joking around. I know yeah. he, he doesn't really, you know, all that care. Um, but you know, to, to, to disclaim this, I'm not saying going conventional is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying comparatively, if you went and got a CS degree, it's wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you went to go get a CS degree comparatively to if you are self-taught okay take someone who went the full four years and take someone who self-taught themselves for however long right Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in retrospect and statistically speaking it's probably easier for the guy or girl who went the conventional route to get a job than the self-taught am i wrong yeah no i agree thank you okay Mm -hmm. um That's the and that's my argument there is that, you know, if you went conventional, I'm not saying sure, there might be some places that don't just hand out these connections or hand out um, this, this ease of transfer from school to job, Mm -hmm. right? But if you compare the both, it's so much easier for you to have that piece of paper right behind you and gives you that quote unquote credibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to someone who has self-taught themselves for however long. Yeah. Okay. And also to circle back because I remembered my point. How? I, remember, <laughs> I, remembered, I remembered my point, but then after that, we can go into some Q&A because I know someone or some people will have some questions and then yeah. we'll get ready to close. Um. Oh, what was my point? Oh, uh, the point was, <laughs> the point was th- my gripe with the CS degree. Mm-hmm not my gripe but I think the things to take into account is how long it takes and we touched on this it's four years yeah potentially what six
2: mm-hmm.
0: right in order for you to leave school with a degree and get into the workforce granted yes you should you could and should be going into internships getting some experience in the actual industry and doing that kind of stuff but It still takes a minimum of four years for you to get out. Mm -hmm. Self-taught doesn't matter. That time is on you. And that's what I like, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's still life to balance. Obviously, there's family, other um, variables that play into that where you might not have enough time. But the one thing I love about self-taught is it depends on the amount of work you're willing to put in how much work you actually do and how willing you are in order to achieve this thing because if you're dedicated and you want to like you want to bust your ass to get this thing you can get it in less than a year i'm not saying that's easy mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm telling you right now it's gonna be hard as hell but it's doable yeah you can't fast track through a cs degree you have to grit through four years <laughs> argue that argue that again i'm going to this uneducated yeah.
1: no definitely and i think um i just thought of a good friend of mine who actually her junior year dropped to part-time in school because she got a job as a developer no not a developer as an engineer for intel and that's through an internship uh no it wasn't wait did you ask if it was an internship sorry
0: like did no, it start it- as an internship and then go into full-time? i think she
1: got an internship the summer before. Mm-hmm. And then she had finished like a couple other like coding classes. Like I think it was like they taught a cybersecurity class that year or something like that. And once she was done with that, she got an offer. Um right. and so in terms of like fast tracking and stuff like that, like I agree in a sense that self-taught takes it takes off the fluff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but like as somebody to point. Yes. But as somebody, like I said like, you know, on the other side of it, who loves structure and like thrives off of structure. Um, that's something that, you know, the degree brings and school brings in general. Um, mm-hmm. But it, the same thing, the last bit you said about, like, you got to grind and you got to want it. Same exact thing applies to the degree mm-hmm. where you got to grind. You got to want it because there are going to be a million people out there with the same degree as you. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, yeah, col- like college brand names, like if you got it from USC, if you got it from, you know, X, Y and Z. I feel like the biggest difference between small schools and like big name schools like UCs and um I can't speak for like the Ivy leagues and things like that, but I feel like personally it's the network and the connections that you, you get out of that. Um, and so for her being in like the port like Portland Metro area, um, she was lucky enough that Intel was right there. Uh, similarly, there was somebody that was like a bio major CS minor that got a job as a engineer. I think she was like a junior developer or something at Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, there's a and my school is not like a big brand name school, but they got they got into big brand name companies. Um, One with the full degree. And actually, she didn't even have her full degree yet. She's just about to graduate. Um, But the other, you know, with just the minor. And so, you know, in that sense, like with uh, the thing I like about you know with the degree and stuff is the structure now if you're gonna go self-taught route and you're somebody like me who needs to structure you got to be ready to sit down and make the structure yourself mm-hmm. because it's tough out here
0: <laughs> it is and that's, um, that's part of yeah. the that's part of the hustle is you know when you when you realize not that you're on your own but you need to make things happen on your own you oh, need yeah. to create these you need to create connections and network with people on your own. you need to mm-hmm. find courses and tutorials on your own. you need to be making projects on your own yeah and that's the one thing that I love about self-taught but can be scary about self-taught and yeah. you know with the, for the people that don't like doing that and maybe don't have the discipline or the motivation to do that it's very easy to give up
2: yeah right mm-hmm. like
0: that's the one thing is it's easy to give up because you're losing what right you lost maybe a little bit of time trying to do this thing whereas if you were to leave college like you wasted up all that money or yeah but you spent money on that degree (laughs) so you you want to finish it right like you want to go in for what you paid for not just leave yeah Um, but also
1: at the same time like you got to make sure that if you go into college for a degree especially computer science degree uh it's also very easy to fall to just kind of sit back and fall back and be comfortable with knowing that after these four years, I will get a job. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, That's not how it works. Like, yeah, no, you may but have smart people paper.
0: like you. You can do that. I can't do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> um, no, but you, you still have to use those resources that you capitalize on those, like yeah. take advantage of those because you have those things for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like Justin said, you don't have to, you know sit down and make the projects or find the projects yourselves they're being handed to you so you better bust your ass and sorry excuse my french but like you know bust bust your ass and learn you know how to do all these things talk to your professors at the end of the day you get in what you put out um so similar to like self-taught i don't think i'd ever be here if i never reached out to you and Mm -hmm. i reached out to you in the very beginning about six months ago of my own journey of wanting to pursue front-end development. And I reached out to you and I was like, hey, you are a little bit more experienced than I am. um, And it just bonus, you're from the Bay Area, you know, that kind of thing. And now I, you know, like I have Sean, I mean, Sean, I have Chris as Chris Sean as a resource as well. So, you know, it's all these different, and in in a sense, that's my own networking, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it would have never happened if I didn't put myself out there and was like, hey, this is something that I'm trying to do. Um, can you help me out? And, you know, like it doesn't have to be Justin. It doesn't have to be Krishan. It could just be reach out to whoever, uh, you see, just look around in your area, look around in your friends list. I'm sure there's somebody out there doing the thing that you want to do. Um, and make sure that if you don't have the resources like college provides to network and, you know, I don't know, job hunt or whatever it may be, uh, the internet's free. Yeah. <laughs> go look around. <laughs> that world's
0: your oyster. Um but like at the end of the day, regardless of whether you go computer science with or, or um the degree route or if you go self-taught boot camp, doesn't matter. Um, I think the one thing is and should be the biggest takeaway is regardless of that route, you still have to bust your ass and move.
1: oh 100 percent.
0: Um if you're gonna take away anything, just realize that nothing's gonna be handed and <sighs> Like, you still got to work for it. You still got to hustle. You still got to grind. Obviously, take into account mental health and all that stuff. And just like not um, identifying yourself as something else that you're not. Like, be you, hustle, yeah. grind, but keep your identity. Keep who you are as a person and make those decisions for yourself. And I think that um, whatever route you go, most of you, if not all of you, mm-hmm. will, uh, will strive well in the industry and do well yeah um but that being said let's do some quick q a yeah um i know someone donated atho if you're still here thank you for the five um she he asked at ricky what advice would you give to someone living in portland about the web development slash jobs community Ooh.
1: so i don't know who i was talking to about this might be the discord might have been might have been on my stream or something like that I was talking about uh, Portland um, because I think we were talking about like Silicon Valley being like the big tech valley, right? Mm -hmm. Of like the United States. Um, But also I was talking about how Portland is up and coming with all their tech industry stuff too. Um, I know Portland, like I said, has Nike, has Intel, Amazon. (laughs) Um, Simple banking is like a... An app banking type of thing. They're based in Portland. Garmin, um, the people who make your GPS and your planes and things like that, they're up mm-hmm. in Salem, Oregon. Um, I would say, to uh, as a as a web developer, I think the thing in Portland that's very popular is to kind of just put yourself out there in a sense where. Like don't be scared to reach out to like certain communities if you want to work for them. So like if you want to build websites and the thing about Portland is they're very big on, uh what do you call this? Like uh small businesses mm-hmm. and like local, you mm-hmm. know, like being local and things like that. So I would like capitalize on that. Like that's kind of the community and like, you know, keep Portland weird. So if you're doing something like super unheard of or whatever, if your designs are like kind of you know, it doesn't fit a certain aesthetic or whatever it may be. Portland is a place for you. (laughs) Like (laughs) Portland is a place for everybody. And I think that's like what I really loved about the area. But also I would reach out to not just the Portland area, but like go around. Like um, I used to live not even in in Portland. I wasn't in the city. I lived in a a Hillsborough, Beaverton area. So it's kind of more uh, west of Portland, Uh, but there were a lot of opportunities over there, a lot of small companies uh like tech companies like i said simple banking was in the portland area so that's my advice is uh don't be afraid to kind of i don't know like go against the grain i know we have said that before uh but really in that in that community like you will be welcomed 100 percent. also like portland is there's a lot of like really nice people in the pacific northwest so if you were just sit down like if you are in a coffee shop granted after covid19 and you see somebody working on code and you want to ask them a question like hey what are you who are you working for what are you doing kind of thing make that connection don't be scared because that is the place to do it like maybe not la because <laughs> i feel be like yeah. la people are like oh don't bother me yeah but Portland people for sure like they LA wouldn't busy.
0: mind la people are always busy yeah Like, are you really though like come on man.
1: yeah Like I'm I'm based
0: in hollywood but um that would be but, a, yeah my advice yeah that the, i i agree um and i don't think that is typically you know just subject to portland area i think that goes with any anywhere any of you guys are is Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to be open um ask questions when you see someone with a common interest maybe right now might be a little bit weird but you know once start when when things start to normalize and yeah get a little normal again then then that's just when you you know see someone in the bar i saw i saw someone the other day yeah not the other day my friend says the other day all the time but it was like a month ago It's just like doesn't make any sense um like maybe a month ago though um Mm -hmm. i saw him coding something in a bar right um and i was just like oh yeah i wonder what he's making right now i can't go up to him and ask but i'm i'd I'd be curious to know what he's building right now because i definitely something android because he's building android studio Mm -hmm. but don't know looks kind of cool but that's like that kind of the thing it's like when you see someone of the common interest and i feel like people are very standoffish about that. Like it can be very weird approaching people because a lot of coders, and again, it goes with the identity thing, but I think it's very, very accurate, is like most of us are introverted uh, yeah. by default. So, you know, we don't want to go reach out. And I think part of that introvertness also plays into the fact that you don't ask questions enough. And yeah. me and Chris touched on that before, uh, was, you know, you the one thing you need to be doing more of is you need to be asking questions.
1: Um, and the thing is too, just to just kind of add on to the Portland thing is go to the job fairs. Go, go, mm-hmm. seek it out. Uh Nike hosts them all the time. Intel, hey, does what too. am I doing here? Nike? Yeah, Come dude, on. right? I know, dude. Honestly, speaking of Portland, like it's so much cheaper. Ugh, we're not gonna, actually we're not gonna talk about it because it's gonna nah, make me like, so sad.
2: We ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> but about. uh
1: but yeah, go go to those. They have job fairs. And even if you don't like get a job right away off of those job fairs, make those connections, get those cards, get those emails, like these people work at Nike. And at the end of the day, um, Nike is one of those places, to be honest, in my opinion, um, it's like the way you get in is through networking. It's like Mm -hmm. most people, that's how they get in. And even if you're working, like some people work retail first, like they go into the employee store, and then they get into corporate. Um, But like I said, you got to go to those networking, like, events and things uh and really just get names, introduce yourself. Uh and yeah.
2: Yeah. That's my advice.
0: Before before I add on to that, I just want to say anyone in the chat, and uh, if you guys have questions, just let me know right now before we close out soon. Um otherwise we'll we'll close it out. But um to add on to that, you know, the job fairs, you know, if you are make use of Facebook in this case too. I'm sure there's a bunch of groups out there that are you know like portland coders or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know what's out there but look up what's out there see if there's i think cast just said um that there are potentially meet meetups that you can go to in portland maybe not mm-hmm. now but maybe there are virtual meetups um you know make use of social media twitter oh, instagram yeah. right there's probably so many so many different groups within that within those specific platforms where you can kind of connect with other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like same thing with me and Ricky, we're both from the Bay and that's instantly like a connection connection and a part of a community where I now know multiple people uh, just through Instagram that are from the Bay or currently live in the Bay that are also doing the same thing. And we all do that same thing, right? Like we're all from San Jose or San Francisco, (laughs) close enough, right? Like we're all from that area. Taryn, he's one of them right yeah. um and i i could i have a couple people in mind but that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing is connect with other people see where they're from getting discord servers we have a discord server too where i'm like literally watching the general chat and there are a couple people in there that are like figuring out things about people that they don't know and they're now connecting about it because there's a common interest or they're from the same area or whatever yeah. right like i think the main thing is here and you touched on this was opening up and like actually putting yourself out there
2: yeah. You. Like course. if you
0: are one of those people and I used to be one of those people where mm-hmm. it's like you just go into communities and you lurk <laughs> and you don't talk and you just watch the conversation like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those people expect things to come their way just by being in it. But you got to be active. And that's kind of the yeah. one things about building up a personal brand, especially. Right. Like that's the one thing I figured out was if I'm going to start this thing, I really have to put myself out there so people know me. Oh yeah! I can't just start this thing, post pictures and be like, Oh, people are just going to flood my way. Like it's no, like you have to be Mm -hmm. engaging with the community. You have to be talking with other people, DMing people, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff and making your presence known, which is my one big thing about if you want to grow social media or you want to grow a personal brand is you need to make your presence known. And if no one knows you, then nothing's going to happen.
1: Exactly. Um, Somebody asked if uh, it's true that you can't pump your own gas in Portland. That's very off topic, but I feel like it's a fun question. The answer is yes, you can't. Um, So you actually drive up to the gas station and you just pop your trunk, roll your window down, give them your card. Or if you want to put your card in yourself, you could do that yourself. Um, But it's a funny story because what I heard, I don't know if this is true, but from what I heard, the story that goes around is that somebody was actually smoking cigarettes while they were pumping gas and lit a gas station on fire um, and I'm sure multiple people on fire. And that's a a, re- a reason why they still have, they don't have the self uh, self-pumping like self-service like gas stations. Um, so it's just a really interesting kind of off topic thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's so funny whenever I drive up and down from Portland to here that like, as soon as we hit like Eureka or like Redding area up in like Northern, Northern Cal, um, like I sit there for a hot minute and I'm like, when is when are they going to pump my gas? And I'm like, uh, oh crap! I'm in <laughs> California. I have <they're, laughs> to
2: like, get out.
1: Yeah, but it's the same thing when I drive from like Portland to Seattle, because like Seattle, um, Washington, like you have to pump your own gas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's very it's very fun and interesting. So, so I thought I just so kind of weird talk about that. So weird. <laughs> I think it's also for a job, sec- not job security, but for job oh, opportunities.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. just give the, give those people a job. I forget yeah. where it was we were driving, but we were somewhere, and they were doing that too. Where it was so weird seeing people like. Just next to the thing, getting ready to go. I'm like, bro, like I'm gonna pump my own gas. Like, what do you Dude, doing
1: Dude, it makes me—it makes me feel like you know that uh scene in Cars. You've watched Cars, right? Yeah, of course. So that scene in Cars, where like he pulls up to um like yeah. the pit stop and yeah, they yeah, like, run around. It makes me feel like that because like as soon as I pull up, they're all like, you know, like somebody's like <laughs> racing to go to my car, and I'm just like, oh my god, this makes me feel like I'm like
2: racing. To I know, die.
0: I get on edge. I'm like, yo, I don't have a weapon on me, bro. What does this guy attacks me? Like what's he doing walking oh my up to- god you're from san jose oh, my car <laughs> like i can't let's just stay away like six feet apart dog um yeah. one question that we got was as a front-end dev is it the norm to know both front end and back end and my answer to that straight off the gate is um i don't think you should look at things with, like there's a norm to it within mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Um, I think it's okay. I, it's There's nothing wrong with knowing back-end as a front-end dev. At that point, you're just looking to become a full-stack dev or switch to back-end. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it goes back onto the topic we touched on in, like, in the middle of the podcast where it was being open-minded to experimenting and just trying things out. There's nothing wrong with going back-end if you already know front-end. Um, there's a problem with trying to learn both at the same time. That's not normal. I would say no. one over the other. But yeah, I if you are thinking about going back end, then experiment with it, Stephen. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. I mean, I went back end to front end, right? And I think, I feel like it's a little easier to go from back to front. Um, mm-hmm. Just because like back end is more of like the behind the scenes stuff that's going on. And so when you go to the front end, route you know a little bit more of like what's going on mm-hmm. and i think that was a top like a topic that i didn't get to touch on earlier but the difference between you and i when i just hop into your stream and like i see you coding and stuff is the coding standards that i learned in uh college oh. that is that is that is the one thing like i'll give to college and like you know having that and that's you the trying thing to say was, my code's like, bad huh your code is unreadable and that's terrible no um but i think it's just like when it comes to like an understanding of certain things Um, And that's where that like I was guided through it. Right. Yeah. Um, And like the thing about that, though, um, is that, you know, our department had a very strict coding standard um, and it wasn't just how to write your good, clean, readable code. Um, Mm -hmm. It was which you all should do is write good, clean, Mm -hmm. readable code. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just like the deadlines and things like that. Like I had a project that. Ran well, ran fine, but I forgot to compile one of the files for that project. It was a, a I think it was like a hash tables assignment or something like that. And oh, uh, hash tables. Uh, what? I'm not going to get into hash eh. tables. It's part of the data structures class. I know um, what a hash. T- but prior to that, it was, all, it's a, it's, a, I believe it was in C. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't, you know, like, If you think about it, it's like you had to submit one big folder in order for your program to run. And I didn't, within that big folder, you have those mini folders. And I didn't include, um, because I forgot, we were like running it in the command. um, Like, I see, I'm so, I've been so far from it, I don't remember what it's called. But we were, like, it wasn't just like a drag and drop thing. You had to like run it in the command line. Mm -hmm. And I forget, I forgot to add that like small little folder and my program didn't run. um, And so... I turn it in, I get my grade back, and I got a D. And I'm like, why do I have a 64? This thing ran fine. And it was the last assignment of the semester. So, like, when I went to go talk to my professor, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything about it. Um, You can't resubmit it. I'm like, it runs fine on my computer. Um, So that's what I would say is the very uh, tricky part about and not having to navigate through that in uh, getting your degree is that, like, you kind of have to rely on somebody's, like, Grades are validation, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or it's like, uh, that's another thing that I will say to people is that when you, you know, if you're in your, uh, when you're in university, um, do not get caught up in grades. It's it's not a measure of your ability as a coder or as a student mm-hmm. in general. Because like, I got a C in data structures, but I freaking balled out. Like I made an airport simulation and all these other things. <laughs> C's get degrees. Um, but yeah, just don't, yeah. don't get too caught up in all of those numbers. Uh, at the end of the day i knew my you know i knew that my program ran fine and it's you know like it was fine but for the future now i know to like double check things and that's the lesson that i learned from that
0: so yeah. i think uh, I, yeah, yeah i think a big a big thing from that is um you know that's the one thing i actually really really disliked about school as well is that my my value and my um what am i trying to say like my skill set is determined based off of one person's opinion yeah and I hated that about school, so like that's what deterred me away so so much. So, um, yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Let's see. I don't think and we I, have. I would so say ahead.
1: from a uh, back end to front end. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Imp- I. I highly recommend all back end coders to learn front end. Um, I don't think it's a necessity, but I think like I. I think it's like recommended because if you're gonna run a program um you kind of want to learn a little bit about what it looks like you know like from you know and this is kind of like ui ux type thing uh but you kind of want to learn how that actually is going to look like and you got to take into account that yeah you're creating a computer program but humans are ultimately going to be the ones to like use your your app your site whatever it may be so Mm
0: -hmm. you got to take
1: that into account and so that's the only thing i would say about like as a back-end coder Um, it's important to learn those things. And that's like the design thinking human computer interaction class that I learned. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I could say the same thing about front end, right? I think it's very beneficial for front end developers to learn a little bit, if not like more about backend to understand how that, Kind of structure and system works how yeah. how that data comes in and how we as front-end devs can manipulate that data and now show it dynamically or in a certain way for you know front-end users or clients mm-hmm. to see um and being able to do that because a lot of what we work with eventually is data right oh, is yeah. you know what i mean like especially if for example if you're using uh, react and graphql right like you kind of have to understand how all of that works so um. yeah
1: i think that's the thing too that i was very thankful about in school is that i learned the very 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 fundamentals like the zeros and ones and, it oh, bit, and all yeah. of that and it was a hassle but at the end of the day um it was uh to me i like understanding things in and out and that's mm-hmm. why like in my freelancing uh i you know took the course for uh, from kyle I decided to like bite the bullet on that because I didn't want to be a freelancer that would just was just gonna like drag and drop certain things and or even just like that will code things around. Um I wanted to be the type of developer that understood the ins and out of what the heck I was working with yeah. and what the heck I was like pouring out to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um because I just didn't feel comfortable um like asking somebody for a certain price, knowing I didn't even understand it, you know. It's yeah. like, yeah, I poured my time and money into it, but do I even really understood or understand what I what I just did so exactly yeah yeah
0: um one question that might be intended for you because I don't really know is mm-hmm. um from Rafael does GPA matter for internships
1: some do but the minimum is usually 3.0 which is oh, like I
0: wouldn't have got it <laughs>
1: uh, I wouldn't but have some it. some do uh I would look into it um I would just look at kind of like the posting if there's nothing on there I would go ahead and email there's usually like an email for, you know, somebody like a, not a recruiter, but whoever is organizing the thing, I would reach out and ask, um, be, and, and if for some reason, let's say you're like at a two nine or a two eight, whatever it may be, you're not quite at the minimum. I would give yourself the opportunity to like explain that, like you, you know, cause life happens. And I think that's the thing people forget that college is college, but also college is run by people. So, yeah. you know, if you, want an internship, but you're like at the beginning of your junior year and all of sophomore year was really hard for you mentally or like something happened in your life, I would send an email, um, explain your situation. And nine times out of ten, these people are pretty um, they're pretty understanding. Um, and if not, then maybe you didn't want to work for them anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I would look somewhere else. Uh but short answer to that is it depends. <laughs> uh there's there's some that require it and then there, there's some that that don't really care
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah i can't really answer that just because um any of the possible internships i even applied for uh were out of school so uh my gpa regardless of how abysmal that thing is i i I don't even want to look at my transcripts because how bad they were um i'm thinking about doing a potential video on that because my gpa got so bad that i think it's worth telling um (laughs) oh god and I will probably, i probably make a video on that. So, uh, but I would say, you know, even if there is a requirement, I would potentially just say, I would say even apply for it anyways, too.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like and just that means, go like, for it. Jobs too. Like, oh
0: yeah. 100%. A lot of, if you,
1: if you look at it, it says most of the time now it doesn't even say requirement. It says like, like recommended preferred. qualifications. Yeah. Preferred. So like at the end of the day. You know like you might not even need it <laughs> so yeah
0: yeah yeah for sure so i mean like just take those even if you feel like you're unqualified and i feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of what we talk about too in twitter dev or ig dev or if you ask anybody else that's kind of you know uh, has a has a presence in in the scene is you know it apply to jobs or apply to internships if you qualify or have at least 50 percent of the quote unquote requirements like oh, there's yeah. no it, way you're going to have a hundred percent. And if you do, you're bullshitting yourself.
1: Uh, speaking of our point earlier too, of like hustling and like putting in that work. If you know that you don't meet the requirement, uh, you know, whatever the minimum is put in the work and write a cover letter. Um, mm. And like I said, email the people. Uh, but I feel like cover letters are a good way to go to without like having to actually email somebody individually, because most of the time these job postings have a spot for it. So, you know, if, For any reason you feel like you're not qualified if anything if you are qualified it'll just even like it'll make you even more qualified you Mm -hmm. know or it's just an extra thing that a lot of people may not want to do but i i see the power in cover letters like i applied for an internship um in portland and unfortunately it didn't work out for me and maybe it was a good thing that it didn't but it was like a it was like a web development company it was my junior year and i wrote them a cover letter saying hey i don't you know, I haven't taken a lot of classes in CS, but I've taken a few design courses, and you know X, Y, and Z, whatever my passion was. I want to learn more about the company and what the industry is about, and things like that. And I didn't get the internship, but I did get a reply. And nine times out of ten, you don't even get a rejection; you just yeah. you get ghosted. Um, yeah. But they wrote a reply saying, "Hey, thank you for explaining your um, situation and all these other things, and also that it was because they were moving locations. Uh, so it's just kind of like, unfortunately for me, it didn't work out, but." Uh yeah, so I would say that's gotta be the hustle. Like, that's the hustle yeah. part of it. You gotta put yeah. in work.
0: Sounds like my dating life. Um <laughs> next next question is from Steven again. Um this is for you. What was your first day of work like as a dev? As a dev? I feel like that's like a
1: like self taught dev?
0: Yeah. I, I mean you worked at an agency though, right?
1: Oh, you're right I did. Uh, um <laughs> Wow I forgot about that. but also I, I completely forgot that I also did a work study thing at school and I d- I was part of the team that redesigned our um, our like school website
2: mm. so
1: like if you go to um, I don't know if I want to drop the school that I went to, but if you go to pacificU.edu, I worked on that. I was like, nice. So I worked on that. That thing was so <clears throat> hard to work with so annoying. The We're design like- is I hate the design. Don't worry but, about that. Don't
0: worry about uh, that. What, but anyways, was your, what was your day like? First day.
1: Um, I would say first day was... I didn't really have a first day. I can't say I have a first day, but like first couple of days or so, um, it was definitely nerve. Here, you know what? I'll talk about the first time I ever worked with a client um, because I feel like that was kind of like what my first day really was because it was the first time that I was applying like web dev type of skills uh, to something that I was working on. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was definitely nerve Mm wrecking. I was so nervous and I didn't know how to like, you know, like handle myself as like, I'm going in front of this person being like, Hey, this is the website I'm like making for you. Also it's X amount of dollars and no, I don't have certifications, but I have these skills and things like that. I think it was definitely nerve wrecking. But the one thing that helped me a lot was just the organization of it all and making sure that I kind of had my ducks in a row. So with that conversation, like, yes, I didn't have certifications or I wasn't, you know, I don't know. I didn't know certain languages that they they thought I needed for this kind of thing, but I knew how to back myself up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Hey, I may not know, you know, JavaScript or whatever it is that WordPress runs on that, that kind of thing, but I know how to run WordPress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I know how to put your information in there. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah definitely nerve-wracking um even in the agency like it was kind of hard at first to be like oh i'm not as experienced um i feel like a lot of people thought i was for some reason um but i was like oh god but at the end of the day you figure it out and if you don't don't ask if you don't want to ask google it (laughs) that's that's another
0: thing is being okay with not knowing um, oh
1: 100%. You need Cuz I
0: feel like especially on someone's first day, I can't say I've ever been on a first day because your boy hasn't gotten the job yet. <laughs> but uh, you know, you got you have to be okay with not knowing something like mm-hmm. I me and chris talk about it. I'm sure a bunch of other people talk about it. Danny mm-hmm. as most likely talked about it is, you know, googling is your friend. Googling is like the number 1 thing we do. Um I was actually going to make a TikTok skit about that. I think I still need to do that. Do but, it um yeah like you just need to you know if it's nerve-wracking in those kinds of situations just look at up. like there's no harm in that no one's gonna think you're an idiot or that you're unqualified because you had to google something like the fact that you could have found your answer on google probably means more than like not knowing outright
1: absolutely and um i will say too like my first when i worked at apple that's something that i could talk about Uh, when i worked at apple um you i learned that you learn through your mistakes Mm-hmm. Like I god especially Apple where you have to know a bunch of products and yeah. ins and outs god what what was the phone that came out that year i think it was the 10 and it was the first phone that didn't have the home button so yeah it was the first was phone it that the didn't 10? have the home button. Oh yeah. the 8
0: did have it huh
1: Yeah the 8 had it yeah. so that's so funny you skipped over the 9 but anyway um <laughs> i just realized that but uh yeah so a lot of people had questions a lot of people had um They were freaking out over like, you know, like the face, uh, the face, facial recognition thing, and how safe it is. All these other questions and things like that. And at the end of the day, I just had to sit down and be honest with myself and be like, "Ma'am, sir, I don't know the <laughs> answer to this question, uh, but my trainer does." So. Yeah,
0: I used to do it all the time at the computer store, because um, yeah. like, there's a lot. Again, to your point, there's a lot of product to know at a computer store, like with Apple same thing there's just a lot of product to know and like different technical questions that you may not be ready for mm-hmm. for me there was always something new coming out at the store so it was just like oh okay well new and ryzen's came out i, I don't <laughs> i don't know anything about the 1700 at the time it was a 1700 1700 x 1500 so this was all gen one ryzen chips but i knew mm-hmm. nothing about them i yeah. just knew they were fresh on the market and they were looking to really really push uh not Skylake. what was it uh, Co- uh not coffee Lake was before that i remember anyways um, that current chipset at the time from intel and you know people would come in and it was just like i i i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know what was happening yeah um there was a time where gen 2 now comes out and people were having issues because their boards were not working because you had a bios update before gen 2 but no one knew that so it's just like you have to be okay with googling these things and just like owning up to those right like
2: yeah
0: i'm sorry i don't know your the answer to your question let me ask one of my coworkers. let me google this really quick um if they get yeah. frustrated with you whatever just yeah do your thing like it's that's a learning free. experience for you if they can't if they don't have the patience for it that's not on you
1: exactly and as a freelancer it's very important to be transparent yeah. with your clients
0: yeah 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 a hundred percent um sarah is asking ricky Would you ever go into the data structure slash 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 data analyst field? Thoughts.
1: I think my answer to that, I'm gonna stick with my gut is yes. That Mm. I think I think I really love data structures. Um like I said in my head
0: psychotic.
1: (laughs) In my head, I really enjoyed it. Um and I talk about this project all the time, like that airport simulation thing. Mm -hmm. Um Pretty much the project was yours like you had you had to display and calculate like certain scenarios of like airport stuff, so like if a plane is coming in, you have to make sure that the runway is like clear mm. so and then um if the runway is not clear, you gotta display like a certain number like zero or one mm. or whatever it may be mm-hmm. um and it was intense and it was a lot, but I so much enjoyed it for some reason. Um, and- well, I
0: feel and, like it, you, you, there's lives on the line, so there's pressure on that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, but I really enjoyed the data structures part of it. And yeah. um, my senior year, they actually came out with a data science major. Uh-huh. Um, and my friend was telling me, she was like, I think that if you maybe had stayed a couple years, um, you would have really enjoyed the data science like part of it. Because even in like exercise science, Um, or kinesiology, like, all my projects were, like, stats and, like, statistic-based. It was all, like, analyzing the data and, like, figuring out, you know, how you can, like, (laughs) make conclusions out of it um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was – I know you're like, oh, how you do that, but I don't know. For some reason I just really enjoyed it. For the audio
0: um, listeners, I'm shaking my head and <laughs> my face has a bunch of disgust because when I hear data structures and when I hear data science, I think math and I don't like math.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I, my answer is yes.
0: I, I, I thought about making a series on my YouTube channel and putting myself at just in the worst position ever of teaching myself data structures and like computer science theory on a whim and that would be I think hilarious to watch me suffer through trying to figure all of that out dude
1: it's not bad just do it
0: I think it's gonna be really bad but anyway <laughs> um let's see what language you learned at first as a self-taught dev? um I'm gonna say I'm gonna I I'm gonna think about programming languages at that point but my first was JavaScript so uh that was my first language. What about you?
1: As a self taught? Oh, God, mm,
0: as a self taught dev.
1: Think HTML, CSS.
0: But you know, JavaScript too, right?
1: I know a little bit of JavaScript. I'm, it's been years. So I'm super rusty.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I, I know, want- I know those for sure.
0: Okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, Raphael is also asking as a self taught, How do you choose what you want to learn next and how extensive into that topic you should go. So that's interesting. Um, There's obviously like you know the roadmaps that people go by whether or not you're going front end or you're going back end. People kind of have those predetermined routes that you go. Um, As far as the front end side of things because it's primarily what we're talking about. um, You know it's HTML CSS you go into JavaScript because I mean that's kind of what runs the world in the front end side of things. And from there, you kind of go and decide what frameworks you want to work with. Uh, and at that point, that's a lot of experimentation again. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: depending on the market, wh- whatever it is in your area or whatever it is you actually find enjoyable, right? Like for React or Vue or Angular. In my area, uh, being the Silicon Valley, you see a lot of react uh and surprisingly a lot of angular there might be mm-hmm. some startups that are starting to move over to view so if you want to go with what the market's asking then that's that's how you determine what it is you do and as far as how extensive it is you go learn the basics of it. it at the end of the day it's just javascript um build some things and see what you can get with that again play around with some of the frameworks there's new ones like svelte is coming out uh that one's a good one you're looking to make websites Gatsby JS and next.js are looking good um there's a couple other things out there that i'm m- maybe blanking on right now but with how extensive it is you go that's on you like if you really really want to dig into this thing then dig into it but yep. at the very bare minimum if you want the minimum work requirement mm-hmm. um learn the basics of that framework slash library and that's just hit the minimum at least and build something
1: yeah um i'm going to change my answer
0: <laughs> i'd like to retract um, my previous statement
1: yes uh no it's uh just because like i'm still in the beginning stages of my self-taught journey so as far as languages go like i can't really say i've learned anything too much yet mm-hmm. but i will say the first language i learned was c
0: plus yuck i'm just kidding um there you go c plus
1: and c yeah those nice. were my uh, my
0: you you self-taught there.
1: those uh c damn near yes mm, so c plus mm. was taught to us like actually sit down in a classroom um but c i learned in data structures um and pff, my professor was like you know c plus plus you can figure it out and so i was yeah. just like oh my god i was in um i forgot what that website is called but i could see the logo in my head it's orange um oh no don't do this to me you know what i'm talking about it's like a reddit for Oh god! But, someone uh, in the oh, chat.
0: please. is it? It's like a blogging thing, right?
1: Yes, and you ask questions of like, oh, how do you? Uh,
0: oh code no! This what they it called? It's like it literally. It has a B in it.
1: A B? I thought it was an S. Stack Overflow. Oh, that's what we're talking
0: about. <laughs> I thought we were okay. talking about something else. I thought yeah. we were talking about something else. Damn it! No. This is live, so I can't edit it out. So no, it's okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh yeah stack overflow was my best friend um, i thought we were
0: talking about blogger guys i'm sorry
1: oh what no
0: i'm sorry i i, I messed up i apologize um keep going
1: <laughs> anyways yeah so that was uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say i like self-taught it all the way um but i d- damn near did because our professor at that point was a 300 level class and it was a class that like weeds out all the people that can't hang um because I can't hang they're very strict and they're very like, you know, this is the first upper division class you get before you get into all the other ones. Um, so I sat through it and I, dude, it was hard, but
2: I long, I long
1: nights in the lab. I literally, um, in the I lab, it, right. I tweeted it last night because I was up pretty late and I said, like, this is giving me junior year vibes where I literally went home to brush my teeth and shower. And I come mm-hmm. straight back to school and go to class. And sometimes mm-hmm. I sit here and I'm like, how the heck? How did I do that? And <laughs> as an athlete, too, like how? And I yeah. was working. So yeah. it was just a lot at once. But hey, you got to grind.
0: Got to do it. You got to oh, yeah. do what you got to do. Got to make those sacrifices.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, a couple like let's just do one more question. Okay. Um, and then we'll close out where there was a question here somewhere. Where would to go? Uh, wow i can't find it anymore do Um, you know what
1: it was like pertaining to
0: no but i will touch on this topic actually since we'll probably close out after this after this topic um akil said i heard stack overflow have some toxic people on there listen anywhere that there is a public forum there are going to be toxic people
1: twitter dude
0: Dude, I don't even <laughs> talk about Twitter, yo. When the election was going on, I did not want to be on Twitter. Oh God, um, I know. Yeah. Um. But so that's you know, if you're dealing with that kind of stuff, I would just say like put up a mental filter for those people and kind of disregard them. Stack Overflow is a heavenly place where all of us go to find answers, and mm-hmm. I we don't we should not let um people. Like take that away. Just because yeah. they're toxic. Like just because someone like is a keyboard warrior and wants to like talk shit because you're asking a certain question, like that should not stop you.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the day, like there's plenty like on stock overflow, especially, like your question has probably been asked like multiple times in just different ways. Um and so what I would say is uh it- it's not always gonna work the first like article you pull up or whatever answer some you pull up, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh so you kinda have to play around with it, play with your code, and like I said. If you're writing your code based on your standards and if you're writing good, clean code, the code you may be reading that may work may not be good, clean code. So you've got to, you know, change it up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, definitely take it with a grain of sand salt, however you say
0: it. <laughs> a sand salt?
1: Sand or salt. Like people oh, say grain oh. of sand and people say grain of salt. So
0: I I'm hear like... grain of salt. I've never heard grain of sand. <laughs> no. What a Grain of sand. All people right. say salt. I know. Yeah, that's, the, that's like 99% of what people say. Um, good. It, you know he said, said, feels better to hear. I'm just trying to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. weed out the negative people. Look, oh, like yeah. when you're scanning through Stack Overflow or you're going through different forms, just look for what you're looking for. I do. Look, not, for yeah. just, just look, look for the code. Just look for the, it's in a different your, font. <laughs> yeah, look for your answer. You know what I mean? Look for that green check mark. That's it. Um. Let's see. Okay, final question and then we'll close out. Yeah. So this is it. Absolutely. Okay. At Ricky, at Co's, is front end your final destination, or where do you want to see your software engineering career going? I'll let, I'll to, let you go I'll first. Let, oh, <laughs> I know um, we ain't about to play rock paper scissors on the middle of. Strength. All
1: right, I'll go first. Um, front end final destination as of now in terms of my goals and kind of where I'm at i have this goal um and i guess i could touch on this a little bit this is you guys are the first people to know about this i don't even hmm. know if my own mom knows about this stuff hmm. um but my goal is i think kyle so i'm taking kyle huh, shameless plug but i'm taking kyle's um which you guys self, can
0: find yes, um in the yeah. description if you guys want to check that out he is mm-hmm. a great freelancing bundle that you can buy to literally yeah. get started freelancing so if you're curious it's in the description uh, i don't
1: know how to say kyle's last name so i don't want to prinsloo it. prinsloo okay that's how i say it so he um is study web dev right that's his... study web
0: development that's his yeah handle.
1: so he has this bundle um which is pretty much like teaching you freelancing from like the very basics you don't need to know to you i don't even know if you need to know any code at all um i think he will you know teach you or at least point you to the right direction to know at least a little bit of HTML and CSS in order to understand kind of what you're doing. (laughs) Um, But it's a very good, in my opinion, I'm still in the very beginning, I bought it like yesterday. Um, It's a very good like course, I guess, in terms of like, how to learn how to freelance and, uh, you know, know your worth as a freelancer and all these other things. So I think I read in like his little um, landing page and stuff like that, that most people take about like a year or so maybe six months my goal what is now almost december my goal is to at least have gone through the course by the end of december also because i start uh taking classes again for uh my prerequisites in pt school in january so i was like i'm gonna be busy plus i still have to take the gre which is uh kind of like a yeah it's a it's a standardized test for grad school Mm -hmm. but anyways So my goal is to at least have gone through the course by December so that in January, I am at least applying the principles I have learned from the course to my own freelancing like business. And hopefully by March or February even, um, I'll be, you know, taking off on clients. I've already gotten a few people reaching out to me for client work and stuff like that. And that's kind of the reason why I pushed for this. I actually texted Justin a few days ago, like panicking, like, holy crap, so many people want my service. And he's like, that's a, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, in that's terms of right like, goals and things, uh, that is where I'm at. Um, I wanna do freelancing because I genuinely enjoy doing it anyway, so I might as well yeah. do it for money. Um, exactly. And also to put myself through grad school. And uh, in terms of like a long, long term, like I had mentioned earlier, I, you know, am going to physical therapy school and I'm going to be essentially a physical therapist as my main career. But later down the line, I think that I could be a software engineer in that field. So in the medical field. Um, so who knows, you know, like I said, data science was just created as a major last year. So who knows five years from now, what the heck is new and up when it comes to tech and integrating that into the medical field. But that I think is my kind of main goal. Um, at least for now, you're asking Ricky in 2020, that is, uh, what I see. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So for me, front end is definitely not my final destination. Um, I don't know what my final destination looks like because I don't really focus on that. I kind of just take it one day at a time. Like I'm doing what I want to be doing right now, but I want to obviously keep uh, escalating that level and just getting to wherever it is this takes me. Um, So I don't know where I want to be. I don't know where my software engineering career is looking like. I don't even know if I want to be like employed. I, I don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different avenues I, th- I'm i thinking that I can take with this right now. But I'm definitely thinking about utilizing this space and utilizing the knowledge and future knowledge that I'll attain through front end, through back end or whatever it is I'm learning DevOps, maybe um, to build something tangible, build something that's mine, build a business or continue creating content around this and using that as a form of you know what my career is going to be you know uh, definitely a different route than the typical software engineering career but i would consider this still um, some sort of developer career where i'm on i am a presence in the social space where i can do something with what i've learned so ultimately i'm still figuring all that out i'm only a year in so i don't really really you know, no, no, I'm still in the figuring it out kind of phase. I've passed the learning phase, even though I'm still learning always. um, I'm past that learn the basics, build something kind of stuff. Um, Now I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to apply that. So, Raphael, for your question, that's where I'm at right now, hopefully. And if you are watching the videos and listening to the podcast, you will watch that all unfold. Um, And we'll see where it takes me. But, you know, that's where we're at right now. But, um. Other than that, I think we are going to close it out. We're about two hours.
1: Yep. Um, We had one more question. Did you want to answer that? Where is that? Uh, I just have a small question. What to do when you still don't have age to freelance and want to make some money. So I'm assuming There's
0: there's no age
1: in terms of like you're maybe you're not old, like old enough to freelance.
0: There's no such thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. But if like you're, if, if you if you zero... need
0: if you if there's a problem with you taking in money from clients then have your parents sign off on that or something
1: yeah that's like what if I you need
0: a thing. bank account just tell them hey this is what you're doing you d- don't do it until you have your first client i would say mm-hmm. then yeah. you prove you already have proof to your parents if that's the case i'm i'm assuming that's the case mm-hmm. that you are able to make something of this then you go have them open up a bank account for you for yourself don't ever have that money go into theirs have them make it to yours or whatever it is you need to do if you need to take cash take cash um yeah. not right now but eventually if that's what yeah. you want to do
1: because i think that um, the cap to get a bank account of your own like even with your parents is like 13 14 yeah yeah so pretty young yeah.
0: something like that if if it's if it's a problem of registering your own business you need to figure that out wherever it is you're from i don't know what the minimum age requirement is to do a sole proprietorship in the united states I don't even know if I'm pretty sure there is one, but if you want an LLC or something like that and make this thing official, I would hold off on that because that's a bigger expense than you want at this point. But go sole proprietorship. Figure out if you can do that. Register it. It's not that expensive to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, again, look it up for where you're at. It's going to be different if you're not in the United States or it's going to differ within states as well. But figure that out if it's money thing, open up a PayPal. There you go. You don't even need a bank account. Just open up a PayPal, use Venmo, if, if that's available to you. And yeah, figure that out. Um, yeah. But there, you don't put an age on your freelancing yeah. career. because You can do it at any age. If it's the legal stuff, then that makes sense. But there's workarounds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you want to start small, say <clears> small, go local there's maybe a coffee shop or something down the street that might need a website and be like hey you know i'm starting out this is my career talk to them and yeah they might uh give you a chance but anyways
0: yeah there we go but that was the last question we're past two hours
1: yes 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 (laughs) um
0: thank you all for coming through we were averaging around like 60 viewers so that's like crazy that we could do this live
1: 62
0: yeah that's that's wild um But thank you all for coming out. This will be out later, not immediately today. Um, I will just kind of go through it. I'll get the audio portion up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, That'll go up later, possibly tomorrow. But Ricky, any closing thoughts, statements, anything you want to promote before we end?
1: Um, I mean all my socials are on the YouTube stream. Um, but for all of those of you guys listening, um my all my socials, literally almost everything besides maybe my gamer tag, <laughs> is the same. It's mm. Ricky M G R. So it's R I K I. That is the right way to spell Ricky. Um, and then M is in Mary G R. So Ricky M G R Instagram, YouTube. Um still working on a few things, but stay tuned, you guys. I have some things coming up. Um, yeah, some tech stuff, some PT stuff, some college stories, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I'm a content creator myself and I'm very excited to be in this space with you guys and very excited to be in this community. And yeah, thanks for hearing me out as well, being here.
0: Dope. Yeah. So if you guys want to connect with me or Ricky even more, we have a discord channel as well that you guys can find an invite link down below if you guys are not a part of it. Come join. You can talk with us directly. You can ask questions, talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. We got different channels for that, but it's a good time. Go ahead and go down there. Um, Bunch of different stuff that you guys can check out in the description as well, such as the freelancing uh, program that we talked about from Kyle. If you guys are interested in freelancing and want to know more about that space, you can get it there. And there's a bunch of other things for you guys to check out. But thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. thank you all for joining on the live stream if you join the live stream if not you'll catch us later on the audio portion of the podcast but that's it for episode 20 thanks Ricky, for joining me.
1: yeah of course
0: thank you everyone else for coming through dooskies
2: bam